good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut any cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagis, to all of our friends and relatives in all four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and we discuss local and national Native news and events here on Native Roots. And today I'm stepping up to the host, the host mic again for uh, Robert Pilot as he is live at the Minnesota State Fair. My name is Haley Cherry, and uh, my Native name is Shashaphe Wangawainik, which means Little Eagle Princess in the Hoak language, and I'm a descendant of my family in the Eagle Clan of Ho-Chunk Nation, Wisconsin. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. And I just wanted to say how much we appreciate NAC and all the work that Dr. Stately does um, in the community there down on the uh, American Indian Cultural Corridor on Franklin Avenue. Uh, speaking of NAC, we were out at the fair yesterday, um, along with a lot of great other Native organizations, and they were one of the many uh, organizations that were out there tabling. And we uh, also got to talk with uh, Native uh, organizations such as Spirit Care Services, which also helps um, giving care uh, and compassion to our elders in the community. Um, on the line here, and if you're joining us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, you can see our State Fair cam as we've got uh, host Robert Pilot on there, as well as his daughter, uh, Jaleesa McKee, my cousin. So, hey guys, how's it going? I know we got you on the line too. Um, how's it going? It's going good. Uh, we're out here at the fair, the Minnesota. I like how you put that. I'm going to get T-shirts made uh, that next year, Haley. Uh, the Minnesota great sweat together. Today it's a little warm and it's a Monday, but uh, seeing a lot of friends and relatives coming to Native Roots Trading Post at the and uh, where Jalisa and her sister Maiwiha are holding down the fort. I just want to like uh, uh, have my uh, daughter here. Mahinu, uh, introduce herself in a good way. Thanks for having me. Hi, Haley. Uh, it's good to be here with you all and all the listeners. My name is Tashep Bakahawinga, Holy Eagle Woman, uh, Jaleesa McKee, and it's great to be here. Good to see you. Good to hear from <laughs> both you. of you. Uh, I know we were celebrating uh, at the State Fair yesterday, Minnesota State Fair. They had uh, Indigenous uh, People's Day and that event was uh, hosted by Natives Indigenous Food Lab, which is North American traditional indigenous food systems. And this year's theme was environmental and food justice for the indigenous people in Minnesota. And I know there was a lot of stuff going out there in uh, Dan Patch Park yesterday. I know we all were able to attend and we had a really great time. I know, uh, Robert, you got to speak with um, a former employee and uh, one of our uh, friends that we really love seeing in the community uh misco and i know you got a really great interview with her so uh why don't we dive right into that and go ahead and take a listen hey thanks haley hey i am here with misco give me one good to see you misco and uh you just got done performing here and it's at uh, we're uh, uh talking during indigenous people's day here at the minnesota state fair the minnesota great uh sweat together i think it's called <laughs> No, yeah, I'm so uh, glad to be here. So just to formally introduce myself, Misko Gimiwana Indigenakas, Makwa Ndode Moswakanekinindunjaba. Hello, my relatives, um, all that are listening. My name is Misko Gimiwan. I am Bear Clan from Lac de Flambeau, Wisconsin. And today here at the State Fair, I am uh, with a dance troupe and we are sharing our dance styles, sharing the stories. And it was super fun to be here and, um, you know, celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day. You know, you had a really good quote. Could you, do you mind saying uh, the quote again about what you were wearing? Yeah, so 
Um, the dance regalia that we wear, we um, call it our dance outfits or dance regalia. We don't call it a costume because when you're in a costume, you're trying to rep you're trying to um, like look like someone else. And so when we're wearing our dance regalia, we are representing ourselves. We're representing who we are, our families, and our communities. And everything that I wear, it's all handmade. You can't go to the store and buy it. Um, every piece that's sewn, every bead that's on my regalia, I handmade it myself or I've had friends or family help me. So, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's not a costume. Try and people, uh, allies out there listening, try and change your verbiage. I know it's always uh, interesting to, to try and... Uh, Talk to us in certain ways, but that that's a really great point where it's our regalia. Just try to remember that. That'd be really cool. Yeah, and um, as a Native American, so I'm Dakota and Anishinaabe. I love sharing my culture. I love teaching people. And so, you know, everyone is always welcome. Everyone is always welcome to um, celebrate our culture with us. And, you know, don't be shy to ask questions. Uh, I'm always willing to share what I know and to celebrate my culture. So I'm wondering, too, just uh, just to wrap this up, I'm wondering, Misko, do you come to the fair often? Um, I've been here the past uh, couple years uh, to do performances. And so... Um, you know, tomorrow is Monday. The next day would be Tuesday. I have three performances each day starting at 3. Um, my last performance will be at 6. And so, you know, I always um, come out wherever I can. And I am very honored to be able to share my culture, share my dancing, share my energy. Yeah. And that's like in the International Market Square where you'll be performing on that. Uh, what, what is it called again? I believe it's called the International Bazaar Stage. And, um, yeah, there will be other dancers, not just myself, so men, um, women, dance styles. I uh, am usually dancing two dance styles, so I have a jingle dress dance, and then I also share my fancy shawl dance. You know, and I know over the years, even with my bad knees, I was able to jump up on the stage with you at the end, and that's always fun to have a participation with the audience. Yeah, it's always super fun. And um, I was so grateful because my little brother, we finally had an outfit for him and he was able to come up and dance. And so we're always welcome um, to share the teachings, to share our dance styles. And we encourage anyone to come up and come and dance with us. Okay, what's your favorite food here at the fair? Um, I don't usually indulge in fair food. You know, as a dancer, I try to keep my body in shape. Um, even when I go to powwows, they have like fry bread and everything. But, you know, I usually try to eat fruits, drink water, uh, keep myself hydrated, and keep my body ready um, for the next time I am able to dance. So do you and your significant other, significant other do you guys uh, go on any rides or anything? Um, I'm going to try to get him on rides. I know he is wary of the rides here, but uh, I enjoy um, rides. Awesome. So hey, one last thing. So Monday and Tuesday, you're going to be, let's let all our listeners know where you're going to be. Yeah, so it's the International uh, Bazaar Stage. Um, it's, I believe, in the southeast corner of the State Fair. Um, I know they all have multiple performances there, but my dance troupe, we will be there Monday and Tuesday. Um, we have three performances starting at 3, and our last performance is at 6. So I'm looking forward to see, seeing everyone there. You do such a great job, and you're such a great person, and... Uh and a great example of a, a good uh, good relative in our community. I just want to say a big peeny gee and thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us on, and as you, as you have in the past years, on Native Roots Radio. Yeah, it's an honor to be a former student of yours, to be a former employee, and just to be a relative of yours. And it's always important for me to represent myself, my family, and my community in that way. So miigwech, thank you uh, for speaking with me today. Wow, peeny gee thank you so, so much, Misko. Hey, Back to you, Haley. Wow, Pina Gigi, Misko, thank you so much. Um, you know, right back at you when you talk about being a great, a great relative in the community. Um, I mean, really, you are just a great example of that and a great dancer and a great artist, um, as always. And like you said, too, just talking about regalia and not using the term costume, you know, when referring to... Uh, the powwow um, dancers and what they are wearing and um, just be respectful and uh, ask questions always um, if you can take pictures 
So, and uh, we got to take a quick break here, but we'll be right back and uh, stay tuned because our next interview, we've got Amber Annis on with Robert. Stay tuned. You're listening to Native Brits Radio presents I'm Awake. We are your relatives. We are your relations. Brothers. Sisters. Sons. Daughters. And and some some of us are your grandchildren. We are your community. Historically, we held places of honor and respect. Because of the impact of colonization, some of us are rejected, thrown out from family, friends, and community, set up as targets for sexual violence, sex trafficked, humiliated, tortured, and murdered. Everybody has the right to be safe. We are your relatives. Remember, homophobia is not traditional. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. As we emerge from the shadows of the pandemic, let us celebrate our resilience and embrace the path to a brighter future. While the COVID-19 emergency declaration may be over, our commitment to safety remains stronger than ever. We invite you to stand tall and protect what matters most, our health and the well-being of our loved ones and elders. The power to keep our community safe lies within each one of us. It's important to remember the basics when you're with someone who might be at risk of COVID complications. Wear your mask, wash your hands often, and take an at-home COVID test if you have any symptoms. We are a strong and interconnected community, and together we'll emerge from this challenge stronger than ever. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep the spirit of our Native American culture thriving. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, Karagi. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Uh, this is Haley Cherry, or uh, less known as Shashapenwangawainik in uh, the Hawak language of Ho-Chunk Nation, Wisconsin, stepping up to the host mic today for our host, Robert Pilot, who is live day five at the Minnesota State Fair. Robert and Jalisa, you guys are on our State Fair cam here on our Facebook and YouTube live. How's it going? It's warm. It's going great, <laughs> yes. A little warmer than the last few days. <laughs> hey, I just want to, and I was going to try and say this Friday, but uh, you did a great job hosting the show and ignoring me. I wanted to say, uh, <laughs> I wanted to say, uh, a really big peeny gigi to all the people that listen to us on the radio that stop by the Native Ritz Trading Post in the West End Market and saying hi. Um, uh, it really means a lot to me, one, that you uh, spend that time to come out there, your own time to come out uh, to see us at the fair, but also um, your support for our radio show over the years. It's a big deal. So if you see, any, if you see my daughter here, Jaleesa, or my other daughter, uh, Jelaine, tell them that I sent you to get a $20 resist shirt. That's the only people that are listening to this. There's a special. I think you can't mention price. I don't think you can mention prices. So there's an exclusive uh, shirt. I think it's illegal to mention prices now that I think of it. So there's a a discount shirt. Just say you listen to Native Roots Radio. uh, (laughs) There you go. Yeah, head out there. If you're going out to the fair, check out West End Market, Native Roots Trading Post. Go get yourself a discounted resist shirt. Uh, 20 bucks. We got those. I just wore mine out there yesterday. I got a ton of compliments on it, uh, as well as a ribbon skirt who uh, I, por- I purchased uh, from uh, Shakopee's Powwow. I-, I believe that was yeah. uh, Sharon Floors, I want to say. is uh, I think she made that ribbon dress that I had on. But um, anyways, yesterday, now, uh, Indigenous Peoples Day out at the State Fair. 
uh, had a great time. We saw uh, NACTI was tabling, uh, Native American Community Development Institute and NAC, Native American Community Clinic was out there as well, as long as, um, as well as uh, Minnesota Missing Murdered Indigenous Relatives Office, who uh, we got the chance to speak to. Um, we talked with, um, we talked about spreading awareness across the state of Minnesota and reservations about our missing and murdered uh, relatives. And there's a big search going on up in the Bemidji area, I want to say, this September for one of our missing uh, relatives. And I believe she's been missing for two years. So uh, pay attention to what MMIWR is doing and um, check out the resources um, in any way that you can help. But Robert Dega, I heard you were out there in... Um, at the State Fair yesterday, and we got a great interview uh, with Amber Ennis, who is the Director of Native American Initiatives at the Minnesota Historical Society. So why don't we go ahead and, and take a listen and see what Amber Ennis has to say. Hey, thanks, Haley. God, I'm still here at the fair, and it's a Native American Heritage Day here at the Minnesota State Fair, and I have another special guest. Can you please introduce yourself? Amber Hello everyone, my name is Amber Annis. I'm the Director of Native American Initiatives at Minnesota Historical Society. I'm Lakota and a citizen of the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe. Awesome, awesome. Well, I know you guys, I see you in the community all the time and I've been able to see all a lot of the things that are going down in the Minnesota Historical Society. So it's really my privilege to be talking to you. What's going on, what's happening down, down there at the, at the museum? Oh, thanks so much. You know, it's the end of summer, so we have wrapped up several of our programs. Our museum fellows just wrapped up. That was an amazing 10-week experience for these awesome undergraduates who have learned more about the museum field. We also are just starting um, our Native American Artists in Residence program. Applications are opening soon. And also our Native Teen program. We're looking forward to bringing that back this winter. Um, a program for five students in the Twin Cities metro area. Um, learn a little bit more about Native of culture and history at our museums. Oh my God, I'm sitting here going, that's a lot going on. And I gotta just say too, it's really exciting to have, after all these years, uh, to have, you know, us natives uh, there in, in the front lines of, uh, of, of, of our history. Absolutely. My department, Native American Initiatives, um, that's exactly what we do. We are um, a small team, but we do a lot. Um, we, it's completely a Native-run team. Native representation is very important to us. As we always say, museums have a responsibility to Native communities and Native people, and that's exactly what our department does. Um, the most important thing to us is to make sure that Native folks, that they have access and that they belong at the Historical Society, and we do everything we can to make sure that people know that. You know, and history is so important in, in telling all sides of the history. And we have we have a lot of things to be thankful for being here in this great state of Minnesota. But also there's some gray and darker sides of it that, you know, I know you're, you guys are not afraid to talk about. Oh, absolutely not. You know, we always tell folks that the work that we do is really rooted in healing and it's really rooted in addressing um, those traumas that the historical society and other places have created. And so that's a big, beautiful part of the work that we do is that, it, it, you know, people are coming into a place that they don't feel comfortable. And we want to make sure that they know that the, the items that we are stewards of, the sites that we are stewards of, that they are cared for by Native people. But beyond that, that this these are our things and we want want Native folks to know that we are caring for them and that you are allowed to be able to come and see them and be around relatives. Wow, that's awesome. So I know there's been an initiative, you know, over over the last couple of years, and I've had a lot of fun. You've uh, partnered with uh, the Star Tribune a newspaper here in the Twin Cities about pictures and uh, that were in the paper. And, and uh, you know, who do you know who this person is? And it's been really fun to see you guys tabling at all these uh, great, great things. But now it's uh, coming to a head in a sense. Uh, you got something coming up here soon. We absolutely do. The opening of Reframing Our Stories is October 21st. We're really looking forward to it. Um, the whole image, the whole exhibit is really on. Um, the lack of native representation in media. Uh, so we have taken all these historical photographs from the Star Tribune. Um, and when they came to us, they were in folders that were just labeled Indians. 
And so we, uh, in Native American Initiatives, partnered with uh, the folks down in Collections. And these images and the stories just revealed so much about the beautiful Twin Cities Native communities, um, how much community organizing and work everyone has done. But the hard part, as we know, is that perspective is often comes from non-Natives. And then that comes with assumptions and stereotypes and inaccuracies. So we're calling this reframing our stories because we want to bring these images back, these stories back, but tell them from our perspective. Wow, that's great. Let's go one more date on that grand opening, and then I got some fair questions to ask you. October 21st at the Minnesota Historical Society, Native American Initiatives Department. Please come, come, come. And then we can find that, all the information on your website and your Facebook? Absolutely. And what is, uh, what is the calling letters on that? Like, uh, do, you, do you have a Facebook? Oh, uh, sorry. No, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, so you can actually go to www.mnhs.org slash NAI, and you can learn a lot more about our exhibits and a lot of the work that we're doing out of our department. Excellent. I didn't mean to trick you there, but uh, <laughs> no problem. So, all right. All right. One, we're at the fair, so uh, what's your favorite fair food? Well, I'm a really boring person, and I know there's amazing fair food, but I always stick to the classics. I like a deep-fried Oreo, I like the deep-fried pickles, and I like the roasted corn. <laughs> Perfect. And, uh, you know, do you do any rides? Because I know for me they're dangerous. I hurt my tailbone a few years ago, and now I don't go on any rides. No, the only riding I do is walking around, watching all the folks enjoy the rides. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for stopping in Native Ritz Radio, and we got to have you guys on more often because of all the great work you do. Oh, absolutely. Pilami Aie. We really appreciate you so much. Pini Gigi. Hey, back to you, Haley. Wow. Thanks so much, Amber. You guys, that was Amber Annis of uh, the Cheyenne River Lakota, and she is the director of the Native American Initiatives at the Minnesota Historical Society here. Uh, she works with several departments and sites across uh, the Minnesota Historical Society to ensure that Native representation and content are developed in an accurate and appropriate manner. So uh, big pinagigi to you, Amber, and thank you for taking the time to join us here on Native Roots Radio. I know we just got a couple minutes left here before we got to go to a break, but I think it's really important to share this uh, MMIWR uh, statistic here. So um, I don't know, a lot of our Natives may know this, but probably not a lot of our allies. Um, although American Indian women and girls make up just 1% of the state's population um, from 2010 through 2018, 8% of all, sorry, I'm picking up a little echo. There we go. Okay, you guys. So just um, through 2010 through 2018, 8% of all murdered women and girls in Minnesota were American Indian, even though we just make up 1% of the state's population. And from 27 uh, to 54 American Indian women and girls in Minnesota were missing in any given month from 2012 to 2020. Uh, you guys, and there are so many of our missing relatives that are still missing that have never been found um, and that people just won't even... Um, give the time or day to, to continue those searches. And that's a big part of um, what MMIWR is trying to raise awareness for and keep those funds going um, for the lands and the tip lines for our missing relatives. So um, we got to take a quick break here, but uh, stay with us. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. Be a vaccinative. It's time to come together and talk about the urgent need to stay up to date on COVID-19 vaccinations to protect our heritage, our loved ones, and our future. Throughout history, we have always faced challenges, and today we must protect our culture and loved ones. This is our opportunity to ensure that our tribal gatherings once again resound with joy and celebration where the echoes of our ancestors guide our steps. It's a chance to care for our elders, cherishing their wisdom and stories for generations to come. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Let us unite resilient as ever and show the world the strength of the Native American community. Together, we shape a future where our traditions thrive, our children learn from our ancestors, and our people flourish once more. So be a vaccinative and learn more about staying up to date with your COVID vaccinations at health.state.mn. 
health.state.mn.us. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Hey, it's Patrick for Zero Res, my cleaning heroes. Did you know as many as one in five Americans suffer from allergies caused by particles found in the air in your home? If you or anyone in your family suffers from allergies or asthma, or you just want cleaner, healthier air, Zero Res can help with their air duct and dryer vent cleaning service. The Zero Res 12-step professional source removal process guarantees your home will be clean to the highest standards. Not only will an air duct cleaning help this allergy season, but you will enjoy less dust, lower energy bills, and your home will stay cleaner longer. It's back to school time, so there's no better time for a fresh start than right now. And that's why Zero Res is taking 100 bucks off air duct cleaning services through the rest of August. Call 9520-RES or go to ZeroResMinnesota.com right now and ask for the AM950 special. Spell it backward or forwards, it's the same. Zero Res. Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about the joy of live fire cooking. Cooking over a live fire is the oldest and most basic form of cooking. What's new is in the way a fire is handled and its heat is managed. It's easier to experience and enjoy the smell and taste of food cooked over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs live fire grills, fire pits, and ovens. Let us help you experience the smell, the taste, the fun of cooking with fire. Pizza was first made and is still best made in an open fire oven. The radiant and conductive heat of a live fire is unmatched for wood roasting and baking artisan breads too. Come see the many ways you can cook over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Cafe Latte offers made-from-scratch soups, salads, sandwiches, and mouth-watering desserts. So come check out their pizza and wine bar, or get a treat from the bakery made fresh daily. Plus, you can still do online ordering and takeout, along with gift cards. Just go to CafeLatte.com and choose from their ever-changing selection of award-winning salads, sandwiches, and soups. Cafe Latte is located off Victoria and Grand and online at CafeLatte.com. With a look at your AM950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 62, then Tuesday sunshine with a high of 79. Fill the hot summer nights with the hottest music in the Twin Cities at Crooner Supper Club in Fridley. Crooners is located just north of I-694 off Highway 65. View their schedules and food menus at croonersloungemn.com. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, Karagi. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis. Hey, guys, this is Haley Cherry, producer for Native Roots Radio, on the host mic right now for Robert Pilot. Uh, head on over to our Facebook and YouTube Live. Uh, we got Robert on the State Fair Cam with his uh, daughter, my cousin here, Jalisa McKee. Uh, how's it going? I know we lost you guys on the State Fair Cam for a second there, but it looks like we're getting getting back set up. Uh, hey, Robert, so yesterday was uh, Indigenous Peoples Day out there, Dan Patch Park at the Minnesota State Fair. We got to see so many great uh, Native organizations, some that we were familiar with, very familiar with, and some so that we were still learning about. And um, really, really great to have those people working in our community and alongside uh, helping our relatives. Um, I know yeah. Uh, we were able... Yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. Uh, absolutely agree 100%. Hey, I want to uh, ask Jalisa while she's on the air here a couple questions, if you don't mind. And I know... Uh, you just cut us off because I know we got a, a good roll in coming in. But Jalisa, before we get going here uh, further in the show, what's your favorite fair food? Oh, that's tough. Um, I really like the corn. I feel like a a go to is the deep fried pickles, to be honest. But I'm always down to try more things. Um, I had a really good vegan corn dog yesterday too. Nummy yeah. and vegan uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Jalisa, before we go, I, I know we got a, a nice interview coming up here. Uh, who's your favorite father? 
He's judging. Yeah, right here. Right on. Okay, Haley, take it away. (laughs) Great job, Jaleesa. Great answer, too, to that question. (laughs) Just wanted to say. Okay, so we'll dive in here. We got Mary Kunish, who, uh, if you're a regular listener here to Native Roots Radio, Mary is our uh, state senator. She is Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. And she joins us every Friday to give us uh, updates about what's going on at the Capitol and what she's working on. So uh, Mary here uh, took over our host, Mike, and she is actually interviewing a very special guest. So why don't we take a take a listen and uh, you guys can find out who it is. Hey, Haley, I'm here. This is Senator Mary Kunesh, and I'm here at the Minnesota State Fair. I'm at the Senate booth, and right next to me is my good friend, Representative Bonner. Um, Maybe you want to introduce yourself and tell the folks where you represent. Fantastic. Thank you. I am State Representative Kristen Bonner of Maple Grove, District 37B. I'm currently serving my third term and my fifth year in the legislature. You have uh, carried a lot of really good legislation. I know that you were geared up to represent Minnesota when you were first elected because weren't you, didn't you have something to do with uh, the Women's March or something like that? I did. I am an activist of an old hat. I am one of the original organizers of the Women's March of Minnesota that brought 110,000 allies to the Capitol for the largest single day event in Minnesota state history. I'm pretty proud of that tradition and I have brought a lot of that passion with me to the Capitol. So tell us about some of the work that you did this year. I know uh, most folks know that we have um, a DFL, a Democrat majority, uh, and I'm sure there were bills that you worked on that you've been working on for those five years so far. Tell us a little bit about the work that you've been doing. Absolutely. You know, some of my favorites from this year that I've been able to work on is um, a resolution of Congress for the Equal Rights Amendment to finally get that published. It's been well over 100 years. And let's be honest, it is past time to get that thing published and make sure that we recognize that women uh, and folks of all genders and ethnicities have the same rights and privileges as every single citizen. And that's what the Equal Rights Amendment uh, in our state constitution is set to do. And we're looking to pass that for next year. So very excited about that. Um, I also did a lot of work around domestic violence and closing gaps in the statute to keep folks safe in our communities. That is a real sense of pride for me. Um, And thirdly, the really big one that I've been working on, and we came so close last session, and we're looking forward to passing it next session, is online data privacy and safety for children. Um, Right now, I have what may be, by many industry standards, the best bill in the entire country uh, that is literally set up to be a model for every state in the union to keep our kids safe online. Um, We're doing lots of work on that. I just recruited four new authors in four different states, and we're going to keep the momentum going to make sure that our kids can have a better safer product you are just doing the most outstanding work and i have to say that um, while i was in the house i was able to pass the equal rights amendment um, the the question should we have that in our constitution off of the house floor and i remember you sitting in front of me giving me all the encouragement and and sometimes i'd be speaking on the house floor and like lose my my train of thought or get stuck and you would just look at me and give me that big smile and that gave me the not only the courage but the reminder of what the work that that we've been doing so we're hoping to get that done we i did again pass that uh, equal right uh equal rights amendment off of the senate floor this year we have to get it onto the ballot so that the people of minnesota can decide if they want that in our constitution and i know that kristen and i will continue to do that work but what are you thinking about working on um, especially this next session Well, and I think, uh, first of all, I will say on getting that into the Constitution, you're right, uh, the Senate has done the hard work and it is now, the ball is in the House's court to make that happen. And the beautiful thing about, again, this piece of legislation is basically, it's a very inclusive version of uh, the Equal Rights Amendment that basically says, we will not tolerate discrimination in the state of Minnesota, period, full stop. 
That is what it's all about. Um, and I'm so excited for that piece of legislation. But for next year, I really do think there's a lot to do with um, the online data privacy online. I do have a bill talking about prior authorization. We've seen over the last few years um, that steadily we have seen more and more folks using prior authorization to delay care, uh, to withhold access or create barriers to care. Doctors and physicians are frustrated. Patients are frustrated. And uh, Dr. Morrison over in the Senate and I have been working on that bill. And I think we're going to have a very robust bill and some very robust discussion on how we make sure that we're getting to better patient care and especially that preventative care uh, to keep folks uh, and especially Minnesotans healthy. Well, speaking of healthy, we can't come to the fair without eating a lot of really good, good food. Uh, I myself have had a Prano Pop. I've had many donuts. I've had some cookies. I'm waiting for my ice cream. What are, what have you had, and what are you looking forward to indulging in? Oh, I have favorites. Oh, you know, um, pork chop on a stick is a family favorite of ours. My dad would be remiss if I didn't say the cream puffs. Um, I had some fabulous custard at the grandstand. Um, but the one that I'm really looking forward to that I haven't tried yet is I have heard that the dill or the dill pickle pizza is out of this world. And when I talked to the nurses here from Healthcare for All, they told me it's a five out of five stars. Oh so uh, that's a pretty high praise from the nurses. So I'm hoping to be able to do that. Um, and uh, we'll see what else we find along the way. But I think that's where I'm headed. Yeah. Are you a, are you a ride person? Do you like to go on any of the rides here at the Capitol? Well, you know, for the first time this year, I was able to go on the giant Ferris wheel with my niece. Oh. Ironically, in hundreds of thousands of people here at the nurse or the at the fair, um, I ran into my niece um, who caught me off guard. Uh, so I was able to go on the Ferris wheel for the first time ever. That was fabulous. The views are tremendous. Highly recommend. Um, and uh, we don't tend to go on as many rides unless the kids are here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's always fun to partake. Uh, we got took a nice trip down the midway, won a couple little prizes. Um, so I think we'll, we'll see what happens when the kids come later this week with my mom. I have nieces and nephews that range. Uh, they are 10, 8, 7, 6, and 2. Oh, wow. So. We're, we're, we're going to have a full boat, and it takes a lot of adults to make sure to wrangle those kiddos. So looking forward to that later this week. Yeah, bringing kids here is really a full-time, uh, ha all hands on deck. I remember when I used to do family daycare, we actually brought the whole daycare here. Wow. We did lose one little girl, but she followed our directions, and we picked up with her really <laughs> quick. Well, this has been really, really fun uh, talking with you and seeing you here at the fair. Uh, both uh, Representative Bonner and I are in the education building. We are at the legislator booth. Go online, see who's going to be up on the days that you're coming to the fair, and we'd love to see you. And please remember to fill out our questionnaire. The one in the House is a little different from the Senate, so do them both, and we really appreciate it. And back to you, Haley. Uh, Pina Gigi, Mary, thank you as always for uh, just being on our show, being a part of our, our days here and great interview there with uh, State Representative Christian Bonner. Uh, she represents uh, the District 37B. So if you're in that district, congratulations. She seems awesome. That was my first time meeting her. She seems really great. So uh, yes, we've got um, just a few minutes left in this segment, but um Dega, what else is up for you on your agenda today out at the Minnesota State Fair? Well, you've done such a really good job. Uh, Jaleesa and I are going to go back and sell some more merch <laughs> and uh, leave the rest of the show with you. But we appreciate what you do uh, mm -hmm. for Native Brits Radio. And uh, Jaleesa, what are your last thoughts here? I just want to say thank you all for what you do. It's an honor to be here. And I am so honored to be in this family and connect with my cousin and my Jaji. And I just want to say, I think we're, we're very blessed to be doing what we're doing as a family together. And I also love the rides at the fair. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> you know, last night I went on the swings, that really big swings. Oh and I gosh. forgot like how, like, it's just so fun. Like 
wind and you get to see the whole midway. Um, so I like coasters. I don't really typically love spinny rides, but I like the, the swings and some of the roller coasters. And when I'm feeling daring, the zipper. Well, there you have it. You heard you heard it first here on Native Roots Radio with my my actor daughter here, right on. My right celebrity on. daughter. <laughs> Great job, Jaleesa. Well, you guys get back out there, sell sell that merch, and uh, go back. Yeah, listeners, get out there to the fair, West End Market, twenty dollar resist T shirt. So yes, go get that. Support other Native artists. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yes. And I just got to agree too with you, Jaleesa. Great working with my cousins and my family, my dig and my uncle here and just a really great uh, Ho-Chunk family. So and uh, shout out to we we're talking uh, missing, murdered, indigenous women and relatives. And uh, there was uh, uh, Anna Negret who was out there and uh, her kids were Ho-Chunk. So shout out to them as well. Mm. Got to take a quick break here, but uh, stay with us. You're listening to Native Brits Radio presents I'm Awake. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. Even though Auto Technical is a small nonprofit, we have helped more families with transportation than any organization in Minnesota. Since 94, we have reconditioned donated vehicles so they have a higher tax benefit. Call Richard at 612 919 5526. 612 919 5526 or autotech.org. Would you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. There is my lone wolf howl for the day. Hey guys, this is Haley Cherry, producer here for Native Roots Radio. Uh, stepping up to the heist, mo- or the, I was going to say the heist most, I get that backwards, the host Mike uh, <laughs> for my Dega, Robert Pilot. He is out at the State Fair uh, down at the West End Market, Native Roots Trading Booth. Uh, so go check them out, get your uh, discounted resist tea and tell them Native Roots Radio sent you. Uh, we have got uh, NAC, Native American Community Clinic, down on Franklin Avenue, is having their uh, full moon ceremony this month. will be happening this Thursday, August 31st, beginning at 8 p.m. Uh, this is going to be taking place at 2501 Cedar Avenue South. Um, the items to bring to this ceremony, if you're going to be attending, which I will Um, I plan on being at this ceremony. This will actually be my first full moon ceremony. So uh, trying to uh, learn about it and and, um, just trying to learn uh, uh, what it's all about. So Knack here says items to bring. uh, Please wear a long skirt, shawl, 
or a sheet. Um, it is a potluck, so bring a dish to share if you are able to do so, of course. Uh, feast bundles, uh, bring your own plate, fork, spoon, bowl, and cup. Um, those are also encouraged. And we talk about full moon ceremonies being um, something that is more closely knit towards the women um, in our communities, but men of all ages are encouraged to join and learn about the duties of what it takes to be a firekeeper as well. So um, I get a lot of people asked to um, like our allies, kind of like what is a full moon ceremony? So um, just coming from, I'm reading this off of, this is from Turtle Lodge here, but um, full moon ceremonies happen each full moon of the year and um, to acknowledge and honor um, our grandmother moon, uh, to share women's teachings and teachings of the current moon um, and just to uh, share in a potluck feast. So for thousands of years, uh, the Anishinaabe peoples have followed the 13 moons and lived balanced uh, life along with nature, adhering to our spiritual and natural laws and following natural time reflected in the lunar cycle. So life on earth is connected to uh, Nukumes, which is the Anishinaabe Ojibwe word for grandmother moon, who regulates the tides and waters, uh, stabilizes our earth's position and determines the cycle of women and birth of new life. Uh, Nukumes or grandmother moon helps us with healing and is strongly connected to human life, especially women. So every phase of Nukumes or grandmother moon has significance to our lives as humans being in various stages of our life cycles and within the seasons of the year. So grandmother moons, 13 moons and phases have long guided the Anishinaabe people um, and other uh, neighboring tribes as well, nations in planting, harvesting, hunting, gathering and ceremony. So for each and every full moon, uh, the women um, lead and conduct a full moon ceremony. And for this particular ceremony, women on their moon time are welcome and encouraged to attend and uh, men are also welcome to attend for the, their support as firekeepers and protectors of the people food and clo uh, cloth offerings are made to the sacred fire and water is lifted when blessing for the water is requested by a woman water becomes sacred and healing water anyone healing or dealing with um struggles such as addiction or uh domestic violence can uh, overcome that by working with uh, all 13 phases of the moon throughout the year. And if you attend uh, 13 full moon ceremonies in a cycle, it is said that you will receive a great blessing. And uh, the full moon ceremony begins at dusk on each of the full moons of the year. And uh, everyone is welcome to attend this ceremony. So, and then again, they ask that you just um, wear a long skirt, sheet, or, uh, and then bring a dish for everyone as well. So that will be happening again. Um, that's in partnership with a NAC, Native American Community Clinic here in Minneapolis, uh, facilitator Ni, uh, I don't want to pronounce this wrong, but I probably will. Uh, Nino Keshiweke uh, will be the facilitator for that ceremony. So if you're going to be headed out there again, that will be at uh, 2501 Cedar Avenue South this Thursday, August 31st at 8 p.m. Um, so I hope to see you guys out there. And um, we've got uh, NACTI, one of our other really great uh, supporters here on Native Earth Radio. They uh, put out a call for Indigenous artists. Um, this is All My Relations Arts is now accepting submissions for artists to be a part of our next community art focused titled We Are Still Here cohort. And uh, the AMRA and Hennepin Theater Trust invite artists to participate in a nine month um, Native artist cohort, we are still here. American Indian artists who identify as residents of Minnesota are encouraged to apply. Um, this partnership with Hennepin Theater Trust with funding from the McKnight Foundation, uh, the program and its mentor will co-develop and implement a nine month learning cohort featuring three American Indian artists with sage advice, mentorship and training by an experienced artist with emphasis in community art. Artists will gain tools, expand their knowledge, and implement their training through a series of projects. So go ahead, check out uh, Native American Community Development Institute, otherwise known as NACTI, uh, their Facebook page, or check out allmyrelationsarts.org. 
uh, speaking of all my relations arts to their current exhibit right now um, out there at the gallery is in day Wisa kingdom. Um, and that is my heart hurts. And that's a solo exhibition by Laura Youngbird. And uh, Laura is of the Minnesota Chippewa Grand Portage Band. And she uses address as a metaphor. Um, her work addresses a wide range of social issues, injustices in the Native community, and biases. Uh, through mixed media, combining drawing, painting, and prints, Laura explores the dress as a consistent and important symbol in her work. As this garment contains layer upon layer of meaning, the works in this series examine mixed emotions and themes such as common thread, loose ends, and thread bare. So go ahead, go, go out and see that. Um, that is right next to powwow grounds out there along the American Indian Cultural Corridor. So uh, again, that's allmyrelationsarts.org. Uh, and just going to say to... Um, it is going to be a blue moon for uh, next ceremony. Yes, thank you, Shantina. Uh, Shantina, one of our Facebook Live viewers. Uh, thanks again for commenting that. That is something that I did want to bring up. It is going to be a blue moon this Thursday. Uh, just um, th So this extremely rare blue moon, it is a super moon, will be the brightest of the year um, lighting up the skies this week. Uh, the lunar event will be visible on Wednesday, the 30th. Um, they're predicting that this supermoon will rise at 7.10 p.m. Eastern Time and set at 6.46 a.m. Eastern Time on Thursday. Um, and it doesn't stop there, too. So the blue moon of August 2023 will also be joined by a special guest in the sky, Saturn. So Saturn will be partic particularly bright the same evening um, that Wednesday night as the gas giant will be at the point in the sky where it lies directly opposite the sun as it is seen from Earth. So all of you astronomers, uh, get out there Wednesday night. Keep your eyes out for that uh, blue supermoon. And if you're able, if you're a resident here close to the Twin Cities, would love to see you out there at uh, NAC's full moon ceremony this, uh, this Thursday. So... Again, we are just going to be wrapping up the show here. I know we got about a couple, like a couple minutes left, but if you're headed out to the fair, uh, I'm sure you'll see Robert out there. Uh, again, check out the West End Market Native Ritz Trading Booth uh, or Native Ritz Trading Post. Sorry, it, and it is their booth out there. So uh, again, go check out. We got new merch. Um, I don't know if you saw Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, but she was rocking that Purple Rain dancer shirt um, all day yesterday. So big pina geeky to you, Peggy, for always supporting uh, Native artists, Native, uh, Native businesses. And uh, we really appreciate all that you do. And we'll be back tomorrow uh, with Robert live at the State Fair, day six. We'll see you tomorrow. We have to resist, divest, join a group, run for office, and free Leonard Peltier now. Hey!